What up, y'all? It's your boy 1080G, and this is the Unfocus and Focus podcast, episode 13. We getting up there in the numbers, man, and I'm happy to see this consistency, and I'm happy to see my man Tastro is back, because the last episode, it went really well, and we got a lot of good feedback. They said we had some good chemistry, man. It was digging the vibes, man. What you, good. What you think about that last episode? Man, I thought it was insightful. I thought it was it was dope. I thought that we, we brought a lot of good points to the table from different spectrums. The same goal in mind, but from different points of view. True, true, true. Like yin and yang, somebody said. So I like that. I like that. I like the vibe. Um, one of the things that stood out that I, I got from the feedback was you, 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 you say you want to kick up some dust, man, and you... Got some people riled up. They was like, man, I'm with Tastro on that, man. I'm trying to kick up some dust. That was last Monday. And since then, people have been protesting. The cops have been out whipping people ass as usual. Um, but has it made any impact? What, what, what all have you been doing in the past week? And you the dust kicking, man. So I know you was out there, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Like, if you're asking, was I doing anything? Nah, I wasn't out there. I wasn't out kicking up dust. Because for one, if you look at what has been taking place, you have people that have been planted amongst the crowd of people that are frustrated about police brutality that are inciting riots. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones that are inciting, burning up shit, breaking into shit. Like, they're the people that are doing it. It's not necessarily the protesters, but they're trying to utilize it towards those that are protesting. From, from what I was hearing, there was this, I can't think of the name of the group right about now, but it's like a group online that has had this plot to kind of utilize the whole Black Lives Matter ordeal to pretty much incite riots. And then at the end, the Black Lives Matter are the people that get blamed for it. That's pretty much what's been taking place. Because if you look online, there's been a lot of footage of white motherfuckers inciting riots. Yeah. If there was, um, I seen one video where my man was in front of a building which was pretty much predominantly glass, but there was a nice pile of bricks right in front of the building. No type of construction going on whatsoever. Why are there a nice pile of bricks in front of a building? So you're saying people are leaving supplies for looting and, and riot? Absolutely. And it's not the people that, it's not our people that are upset and, and uh, starting these riots. You're saying it's a whole group of people that's just there yeah. for that. On some shadow shit in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was out there. I, I see what you're saying. I've heard that perspective. Mm-hmm. I was out there. I seen a man on, what's one? It's called a megaphone or something. He mm-hmm. was like, we going to Buckhead at 11 o'clock. We going to Lennox at 11 o'clock. I mean, o'clock. come on, yo. A time frame on when you're going to actually go to a certain location to turn up or kick up dust. Come on, man. Like, that's that you can tell that's plot and plan. And that's not with the, the, the intentions of making things better. It's to make the infrastructure worse. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about kicking up dust. But the way that it's been going about, not the right way whatsoever. No type of organization whatsoever as far as you being angry and you inciting your anger on the matter that's important. Burning up a fucking building is not the matter that's at hand right about now. Like, it's really not. You got police that are whooping people's ass in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And I've been seeing a, I've been seeing a few 
com- white people that have been trying, kind of like intervening when they've been seeing this type of police brutality taking place. So I think that's what it's going to kind of take. It's going to come a point in time where enough is enough and people are going to eventually strike back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I definitely could see people wanting to, you know, stir things up. You know, we got some crazy people in the right. world. We got people, especially with COVID going on, they right. got no job. They got too much time on their hands. So they like, let's stir things up at these protests. You know, especially the media, you you can't leave. I, I don't know what they got going on because at the end of the day, they want people to tune in. They want to get their views up. They get their views up. You watching the whole protest? They see you know, uh, ad come on for you know some random household product. But, but that's another thing too. Like what what happened to the whole virus, yo? Like ever since this whole riot shit has, has taken place, motherfuckers have forgotten about a riot. Like they didn't, they're not thinking about. They're not. I'm sorry. They're, they're not thinking about a virus right now. They're not thinking about COVID nineteen right now. When these people are out protesting, there's no social distancing taking place at all. So it, that lets you know that this whole shit has just been some setup I mean, shit. I will say people are masked up. You know, I was kind of estimating it's probably about seventy five percent of the people that's protesting that got masks on. But um, they did say that the numbers could potentially go up for COVID. Just because everybody's just engulfed in these big crowds and it's crazy. But you're right, it, COVID nineteen is is just put to the back burner right now. It's, it's a Even though now. that's, I mean, we've had so many black people get killed, but we've had. I mean, it, this is a world fact. This is this is a world thing. We've had right. thousands and thousands of people get killed by COVID. Yeah. But that's not even important right now. I mean, if you just think about it in that perspective, that's kind of crazy. But um, back to what you were saying about the, the, the white people intervening. I've seen a lot of that at the protests, just being out there mm-hmm. and watching the news and watching, um, you know, just scrolling through Instagram. Uh, I see, I don't know what area it was at, but it was a cop that actually started marching with the people. Oh, wow. You know, I think he was the police chief. He started mm-hmm. marching with the people. And just firsthand, I seen here in Atlanta, the police chief was out here talking to the people, answering yeah. questions. And I don't know, a lot of people just don't, tr- black people don't trust white people, but I seen uh, a genuine uh, lady with a heart when I seen this lady speak, um, talking about the police chief of, of, of Atlanta. And I mm-hmm. feel like, the Atlanta Police Department has, has been doing pretty good as far as trying to defuse things. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been some tough days at work. You know, if you a cop clogging in for the past couple of days, Boy. man, I, the- I hate to see them doing these things to the to the black community, but there are good cops out there and they getting hell right now. I, I think what's going to happen as far as that's concerned, because you if you look at a cop, they're pretty much just a citizen, just like you and me. They just wear the uniform. You know what I'm saying? Though the ones that have some type of moral fabric within themselves, they're going to get to a space where they are going to intervene on the behalf of the people. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, come on, man. They, they know what they see their fellow coworkers do towards other people is super wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to come a point in time where that kind of kicks in and there's going to be some intervention within that structure, I think. I mean, granted, it's not going to be an easy road, 
by no means, but I think there's going to come a point in time where you have those those cops that are actually good cops. They're going to start really checking those cops that are on some fuck shit. Yeah, I see things. I don't know. It, it seems like things are, are changing. It may be a, a extremely slow process. I don't mm-hmm. know how long it's going to take for things to get to a point where we are treated like people, like like we're not less than you know other races or, or whatever. But I feel like things are, are potentially changing just because I see being at the protest. I see mm-hmm. so many white people, and I mean these people are upset. They hurt, yeah. and and I've seen it at multiple protests, not even just here in Atlanta, where it, it, it gets to a point where they tell the white people to go to the front, you know, because they feel like the black people in the front, right at, at the, the wall where the cops are, they're the most vulnerable, right. you know, so they tell the white people to go to the front, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you hear everybody yelling out, white people to the front, and... I ain't gonna lie, I haven't been to too many protests. I was like, wait, so like, what's going on here? And then uh, all the white people started going to the front. Word. You know, they they going through the the, way, the the wave of people, and they get to the front, and, and they ready for whatever. And these yeah. people are upset. And every time I've been out there, it's been at least one white lady. I'm talking about the smallest person out of the whole crowd. It's just on like, the front line. Lives matter. <laughs> Black, black, like just yelling yeah. hysterically, and I mean, people are upset. I'm not talking about black people, just right. people in general. Because it comes a point in time. It's like this, you know. If you stay, if, if if you're not black and you stay quiet about what you see taking place each and every day, you're just as a big of a problem as those that are, you know, practicing racism. Because sure. you're not helping the situation. So there comes a point in time that if you really rock with us then you'll try to do your part you know i know i know that you know you being a different race you're never going to understand the plight but you can see from a human standpoint how it has affected us all this time and if you have any type of more fabric within yourself you will do the right thing by us by by all the white people to the front like you said you know what i'm saying you'll do things like that to show your camaraderie in regards to our cause yeah, it's crazy to to know that we got to get killed to see these type of things happening. But I see a lot of white people standing up for black people. And to me, it makes sense just because, I mean, they listen to the same music we listen to. They, they imitate our culture in so many different ways. Like, they love us. Like, it's so many ways of uh, showing proof that they love us and yeah. they imitate us and and I don't know. I, I just can't understand why we've gotten the type of hatred that we've gotten when on the flip side, you know, they clearly dress how we dress and all these different things. So I, I, I think it's one of those things though, for the most part, some people I, I feel are just like ultimately intimidated by what we are, period. Because I mean look at the resilience of us all these many years going through this, the several different uh, horrendous things we've went through since just being in this country alone. You know, you've never met a people that have been able to endure something of that nature. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like we still keep pushing, like no matter what, you're not going to find that too often. Matter of fact, you're not going to find that at all with nobody else like us. You know what I'm saying? Like we we did that. We, we made something out of nothing no matter what. We made 
a little thing, a big thing, and everybody has tried to emulate that from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild, man. But I like the fact that people are coming together. You know, like I said, I hate that it happened to, that it happened the way it did, but I think it's starting to just change things. You know, a lot of people want to spread love. A lot of people are making posts. Um, just, just wanted to spark a change, man. And, but this is my question to you, though. Do you think this is a phase? Like, you know how we, we, we always have these moments and all of a sudden everybody gets riled up. You have all these protests. You have all this, you know, anti-police, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it just dies out and everybody's just back to their normalcy. You think that's going to be the case this go around? You think this time around it's really about the kind of, there's about to be a real paradigm shift as far as how things have been going. That's a good question because people march and, and they got the signs and, you know, they angry every time somebody get killed. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, it's like, they've been doing that since, like, the 60s, bro. Like, For a long time. how long are we going to just march? You get what I'm saying? How long are we protesting? Obviously, that hasn't been working for us all this time. Why are we doing the same thing? They say insanity is doing the same thing, looking for different results. Why are we still doing that? Yeah, I see more people protesting, you know, and and it's really because people, they don't know what to do. They don't have the answers. And, you know, that's why I like conversations like this, because we got to help each other. We got to help the people that are listening because they don't know what to do. And and the first thing that they could think of, like, man, I, I just... I just want to, you know, have an impact on what's going on. So they go protest. You know, it's really no other options to a lot of people. But, I mean, there are other options, you know, and and for the most part, just strategically coming together and, um, you know, as far as the black community, bringing our finances together and just acting like these other cultures, like the, the Asians and, the Mexicans that really work together and especially the Asians where they really create these communities where they got their own stores and you, you drive maybe miles down and it's just nothing but Asian people, you know, like in Atlanta, well, in Duluth, right. You know, you go to Jeju, that whole area, yeah. you know, it's nothing but Asian people. Right. Like we, we, I'm going to Jeju on Thursday, you know, we go there all the time. Right. We need that, Type of uh, type of productivity with within what's going on right now. We yeah. need to come together, bring our finances together, and create things. We need to create things that are ours, you know, and not be so dependent on the white people. And, and like we said last time, creating that private police agency. We just need to create things that are ours because I feel like for a long time, especially going back to slavery, we didn't know what to do without. White people, you know, we didn't yeah. know what to do without the slave master. So it's like kind of a reflection of, of where we started in this country. But we need to, you know, we, we, we got to pull that, that cord away and, and start doing our own thing. So as far as doing our own thing, like, what do you think a good start with that is? Like, do we try to buy land from America? Do we go overseas somewhere? Like, where where would we? Where would we start this at? Like, like what would be our like foundation in regards to having our own, separating ourselves from them completely in that regard? I think buying land, 
buying land would 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 help a whole lot. Just and, and I'm not talking about like Kanye. That's one person. He got I don't know how many acres of land mm-hmm. wherever he got this land, but I'm talking about we need to have multiple people in our community come together where we got just uh, just a wide range of land where we can live, create businesses, create opportunities, you know, and not just uh, a hair salon or a barbershop. You know, we need to have a doctor's office. We need to have a shopping center where mm-hmm. we can go grocery shopping, uh, a, a school, maybe like a private school. Yeah. You know, and just start setting up shopping in different areas, and then we just kind of build on that. Pretty much like a Black Wall Street, like they had many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start. Man. We can start off small. We get a little bit of land, a few mm-hmm. people that are, uh, you know, wealthy that, that have the money to do something like that. Come together, get this land, and we just start setting up shopping. Just the same way that people with money, you know, and. Not to say it's all white people that are part of gentrification, but you know they kind of get put in that that pot. You know, like white people always come to our neighborhoods and taking over. We need to put our money together and start taking over because it's much, really yeah. coming down to money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got the money to get the property, you got the property. It's just like playing Monopoly. If you ain't Thanks. got the money, somebody gonna buy you out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Um... I, I feel like as far as that's concerned, how with that with you with you saying that as well, right? As far as history not repeating itself, because we had at one point a black Wall Street where we had our own doctors, our own stores, our own everything. Everything that we needed to survive and thrive within our community, we have within our community. So what do we do this second go-round to prevent what happened last time where Jealous white people burnt all our shit down. Like, what do we do this time around to prevent that from happening? Maybe that goes back to the private police agency. We need some type of organization that mm-hmm. can protect us. And something I was thinking about earlier, you know, even if it's not the police agency, even if it's like a, a legal team, you know, just a, a large group of lawyers mm-hmm. or just a legal team in each city. Because, you know, when things happen um, a certain way, like people like, I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm going to sue your ass. Right, right. You know, so we need people that are on deck, just like a bail bondsman, 24-7 that are available so that when you're in a situation with a police officer or, or you're in a situation where people are breaking the law, I mean, they try to come and burn down your business and, you know, that's yeah. illegal. So we need... We can't call the cops in a lot of situations because you see what happens when the cops come, but I feel like a legal team or a police agency, we just got to create something and and I don't have all the answers, but I I just feel like we need to figure out some way of protecting these things even before we would go that route. Right. Yeah, because I I guess like my, my main thing at this particular point in time is like, what can we do? To, to prevent history from repeating itself in regards to us having our own things established at first. I mean, because I think we, to this day, still haven't seen a Marcus Garvey of our generation. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, because Marcus Garvey was really about that life in regards to pro-blackness, us having our own, 
us being self-contained, you know, um, we still haven't really found, I don't think we really have had that person as of yet to fill those shoes in the regards of what we need right about now. We, we need someone that could bring all that together into fruition as far as some type of infrastructure that has us self-contained as far as having our own everything. I, I think the hard part is at this point, just like really finding the land to do so. Because honestly, I don't think that would be smart to try to do here in America for some reason. Like, I don't think that that'd be a good idea for us just because this whole country was built off of racism, systematic racism. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we, it wouldn't fare well here for here from some reason. I don't think. I can see that. I've, I've had visions of going to other countries where yeah. I've heard, you know, I haven't actually seen it firsthand, but I've heard multiple stories of people going to different countries and they're treating the black people like kings and queens, yeah. you know, they're worshiping the black people, right. um, pretty much treating us how we should be treated, you know, and it's a, a total opposite to how we're treated here. So, you know, it's just like a relationship. You know, you stay in a relationship with somebody that clearly hates you and don't have your best interests at heart. You got to move on. Right. You know, and that's the relationship that it seems black people have with the United States. So going to another country, I don't think it's a bad idea, but it's going to be a lot of people left behind because, I mean, a lot of people trap. You know, you get that, that F on your, uh, yeah. on your record. Yeah. You get that F on your record and you stuck. You stuck. Ain't no, tra- ain't no passport. Nah. And, then you, and you know what's also a problem with us? You got a lot of us that don't like like to fly or are scared to fly or have never flown before. So you know that kind of limits us to where we'll go as well. So I think... That's a hell of a long boat ride. <laughs> Yo, nobody's getting on a boat going over there, man. That's not happening. But... I don't know. I, I think that would be a, a good option um, if, if we were able to explore that. You know, because <clears throat> like you say, you, you look back at history, we're not welcome here. You know, we started off on a bad note. Off gate, man. Like, it's, it's, but, you know, even with that being said, man, I still feel like we can still make some things shape for ourselves out here. We just have to play chess with it like the game is rigged you know the game is rigged you know what i'm saying so with the game being rigged you just got to figure your way around it mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much how it goes like you have to figure your way around it you have people that decode the the matrix per se you know what i'm saying they they figure it out you just have to simply figure it out you got to figure your way around the loopholes and the obstacles and the the different the barriers they're going to bring your way because they're going to bring some shit your way to make things way more difficult for you. True, true, true. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. And I've seen so many different perspectives. I've seen, for the most part, I say, I say the collective, as far as the people that are really conscious mm-hmm. and, and have been observing what's going on, most of what they're saying is we got to come together. Yeah. You know, and I, I see that happening naturally. Even, even people that aren't the most conscious or woke, you know, it's just obvious, you know, it's just like a, a, just something that's in everybody's DNA, you know, we need to spread more love, Yeah. you know, so whether we leave and go other places or stay, 
I don't know. I think it's going to come a time where, because going back to genetics, that same mentality that the slave owners had, you know, is still present to this day. And then yeah. you got the, the slave mentality that's still present to this day. So after a while, you know, it's like, how long can that last? You know, I feel like we're starting to see a time where people are, are waking up more and, and, and white people, the, the white people that wanted to oppress us and, and keep us down and, and, and beat our asses. Like, I think those people are starting to fade out possibly because it's way more, you know, I think there's way more white people that are on our side at this point than there are that are trying to, you know, beat our ass and, and, and instill all this racism. At least in my opinion, it's not like I got the official numbers. Yeah, I know, yeah. But from what I'm seeing, um, the numbers are starting to change. Whereas if you go back to slavery time, I'm sure all you wasn't fucking with none of the white people. Right, right. I, man, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like as, as far as that's concerned, I think a lot of them are more so scared. But I, because you've, I've heard this before that they, they're scared of how we're going to react when we finally do say fuck it and just really turn up. You know what I'm saying? So I think. That is scary just thinking about that. Right. But so I think in light of that, I think they kind of, it's kind of one of those things where, you know what? Let me kind of hang and chill with them so I can be on their good side. So when the shit does go left, I don't become a victim of shit going left. I don't think, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, and, you know, this is, you know, no knock to white people whatsoever because I know a lot of, you know, good white people out here, you know what I mean? But it's just, I feel like it's, it's really hard for someone that's never had to walk the shoes that we walked in to even be able to understand and grasp where we're coming from when your life has always been dealt privilege. You just because of the color of your skin, you've been able to go through different doors that I'll never be able to get in. You know what I'm saying? Unless I just work super hard for it. You don't have to do anything for it, but just because of who you are, that gets you in there. And just because of who I am, I get blocked along the way. There's so many things that come about to try to make my road a lot harder than yours. You know what I'm saying? So I think with that, that kind of makes it really hard. I feel like for them to kind of really understand where we're coming from. I mean, they may have, you know, sympathy. They may, you know, really feel our pain or whatever the case may be. But it's it's hard. I'm I'm hardly convinced in that regard just because of you you don't have to live this truth. You don't have to live on this side of the fence as far as being abused and being just discriminated against just because of the color of your skin. You don't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it just makes it harder for you to really understand that plight. Nah, I get it. I get it. So, just to let anybody know that that's still confused, the answer to what you feel is the answer to what's going on is coming together, bringing the resources together, possibly moving out the country. Possibly. Oh, yeah, and back to what you were saying, too, about you were saying something about love earlier. That is that could be a real tricky ordeal too. And the reason why I say that is because it's kind of hard to love when the other side has always hated you. You get what I'm saying? Like it makes it very hard to love when they have always hated you just because. 
Yeah, but they say one bad apple, you know. It's it spoils the whole bunch. It, yeah. it, it really does. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that makes it very difficult. But for, then it's a flip side of that too. You know, one bad apple on their side where they're being racist. Like, oh, I hate all white people. But then you got bad apples, you know, just being honest about our community. You know, it's a lot of disrespect to our own yeah. people. You know, and, and, you know, we can talk about black on black crime. We can, we can talk about rap music, how the rappers constantly disrespect women and each other. And, you know, they shooting this person. They got the Draco. And it, I mean, it's just a lot of violence. And, um, you know, everybody's a, a, a pimp. You know, everybody, every rapper is getting head from this chicken and they moving on to the next chicken. Nobody's... Nobody's treating anybody like kings and queens. Right, you know? right. So uh, yeah. when they see us treating each other like that and talking about each other like that, and, and like we talked about, like we talked about earlier, they're imitating us and they see our culture as cool. So they like, oh, so if that's considered cool, you know, you you look at little well, I guess you could say little baby, the baby, you know, these guys are uh, perceived as cool. And and that's the things that they talk about, you know, and, and I like some of their music, you know, Lil Baby's a, a dope rapper, The Baby, you know, all these guys, but I try to limit the amount of music I listen to from these people because they're not talking about a lot of positive things. And, you know, the people that spend these, the, the, the people that buy the most music and the, the reason that these rappers are so rich, you go to these concerts, most of the people that are there, you go to a, a Travis Scott concert, it's nothing but white people. Yeah. You know, not saying that he has the most negative music, you know, he may be somewhere in the middle. He's more so like just trying to turn up, you know, he might talk about some drugs or something, but we don't have a lot of positive influence out there. I mean, I think, well, I actually, I think the contrary, I think there is a lot of positive influence. It's just not what you hear on the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the positive message is really just not put out there on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying we, we mentioning, we, we talked about the one bad apple. Oh, yeah, true. And we got a, you know, you look, what magazine is that where they talk about the uh, the freshman class? Double XL. Yeah, Double XL. And you got about 10, however many rappers. Yeah. All of them talk about the same stuff. And you got this, I mean, each one of them probably has a fan base of a few million, you know. So you're talking about 10 rappers. It's like 10, 20 million people. That are tuning into yeah. the nonsense that they're talking about. And I'm just saying that, that one bad apple that's spreading all over. And yeah, the white yeah. people, they looking at us crazy because they see that these are the people that we worship. Yeah, we 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 got a lot of in-house work to do ourselves before we expect anybody else to have any type of respect for us. You know what I'm saying? That you I, I agree with you wholeheartedly as far as that's concerned. We have to stop bringing self-destruction amongst ourselves if we plan, if we don't want others to bring it within our community. Because it's kind of hard to say that you don't want these certain things to be happening when you're doing these same things yourself. I completely agree with you on that. Um, I think it's, it's self-accountability, man. Self-accountability is everything. When you get to a space where you can hold yourself accountable for your bullshit, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. So I think we just got to look at ourselves and we got to look at like, yo, what am I contributing to the cause of making things better? Am I am I feeding the negative 
or am I bringing the positive as far as this is concerned? 